Hello, I'm Simon Bose. Welcome to the Net Hero podcast. Not long now to the Big Zero show. And I'm delighted to say that in my series that's looking at speakers who will be at the show, I'm joined today by Rebecca Howard, who's Head of Supplier Relationship Management at the Coventry Building Society. I should say they are obviously the named sponsors of the arena that you'll be at. So, Rebecca, we're very grateful for you to join us. Hi, thank you very much for having me today. The most important thing, Rebecca, is have you changed all the signs? Because as you drive down the motorway, there is still the previous <laughs> sponsor's name, but I see it's starting to change. It's a work in progress. We are <laughs> on it. You're on it, absolutely. <laughs> so people who don't know, what sort of building society are you? Because some change to banks and some change to other bits. Are you still very much a local-based building society or a national one? And who do you look after? If you can give us a little background to CBS, that would be great. Absolutely, yes. So we have a wonderful heritage of more than 100 years of lending to consumers. Our business started in the city of Coventry and that theme of mutuality and community really is still in our lifeblood. But we've extended our branch network. So we have 64 branches that extend across the West Midlands, all the way down the Chilterns and into Wales. And that's our main sort of channel for our customers alongside telephone banking, customers who prefer to access us via the internet. And we also have a digital app, which is launching this year. So yeah, we've got a whole mixture of customers who are members. Those are the individuals who effectively own the organisation. So we don't have any shareholders who we are having to be concerned about sort of giving back dividends and and explaining sort of profit to them. So the sense of being a purpose-led organisation and really thinking about how we give to business, community and wider society and the environment is really key for us. And essentially, we have two sets of products in the lending space. So lending to homeowners and savings products. I've never quite understood, clearly my financial knowledge isn't brilliant. What's the difference between a building society and a bank? Essentially, it's that mutual model. So the building society, it's effectively owned by members. And so we effectively have a sort of surplus instead of profits at the end of the year, which we use to invest in the infrastructure and new propositions for our members. So very different from a bank, obviously, with shareholders. And and that really gives us a lot more freedom and flexibility to work with our board to think about how, yeah, essentially we can use the money we have to kind of reinvest in products and in people as well. So towards the end of last year, we had several initiatives of sort of putting a million pounds of our sort of surplus for the year back into community projects in and around the city of Coventry. And that's something we just have the freedom to do that uh, that a retail bank couldn't. I suppose the thing that really matters to people now is it's tough times, right? We all know it's yes. a financial crisis. And it's a time where I think over this last winter, finally, we've got a bit of summer, but, you know, We've seen bills. We've all had it. I'm sure you've had it. I've had it. My God, bills that just drive you to insanity. And, you know, for some people, far, far worse, you know, really, really struggle through it. And there's always an issue of kind of 
how do we reduce that? And a lot of it is we need cheaper bills, et cetera, people trying to shop around. But a big part of it is something where people go, right, actually, and I think you'll probably find it, customers say, I need to insulate. I need to think of solar panels. I need to think about things. So can you tell me when you have customers that want to invest in their property to try and improve its reductions in terms of emissions or improve its efficiency, can you help? Because that's one of the hardest things people find is finding the products out there, financial products, to help people trying to do good. We can, yes. And one of the sort of lending offerings we have is around green mortgages, which does offer really the ability for people to do get things like cash back, to undertake some of those remediations on their home, like insulation or changing windows or um, thinking about some solar panels as well. We're very conscious that for some of of the people who have mortgages with us, they may be landlords and ensuring that tenants yep. also yep. have kind of access to all of those benefits. They're in decent, well-maintained, well-insulated homes is essential. So again, we have products available for those customers to really ensure that you know they're looking after that sort of segment of the community as well, as well as different rates for first-time buyers. So for those who perhaps are really, you know, really struggling to get on the housing ladder and may find that their mortgage may makes up quite a significant proportion of their income, that they also have kind of products that allow them really to think about how they can reinvest in their homes in order to get their energy bills down. I mean, that's the thing that we've all struggled with. And, you know, we're all guilty of it is, you know, people look for quick wins. But one of the things that we could do is make our places more energy efficient and our lives more energy efficient. But just as a quick aside, when did the Building Society start looking at these kind of low carbon net zero products? How long have you guys been thinking, actually, this is a market we should look at? It has been a few years ago that we started to do this. And I think as an organisation, we really made a, a huge commitment to our net zero strategy around two years ago when we set our goal to become net zero for carbon by 2040. And we're aiming to do that by 20. 30 in our supply chain. And I think at that point, we made a a really clear commitment to our stakeholder community, which includes our investors who are very interested in the sort of responsible agenda that the society has, which includes everything greenhouse gas related. Our members were super interested in understanding how we were going to back that up through our propositions for customers as well. And really, that's the time that we started to get much more involved in external disclosures. So engagement with the task force for financial related financial disclosures, and thinking about publishing our sustainability report, which we published for the first time for 2021. And we've recently published our 2022 um, version of that, which goes into quite an extensive climate change strategy, talking about some of the things that we're doing ourselves um, to really make a step change in this area, which includes solar panels on our head office roofs, And also for myself as a procurement professional, thinking about how we can really start being very intentional in the supplier relationships that we have, making them zero carbon from the beginning or making changes to our existing sort of contracts and ways of buying. And we do use green energy tariffs in the organisation now as well. I mean, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you've got to understand it to then offer it. So how do you feel as a building society? And it's great, you've had the target for 2040 and 
supply chain by 2030. But how do you think you, you know, are trying to get the most out of what what is happening, which is, dare I say, a very fast changing world, right? New yes. products, new services, as you say, I mean, I don't want to use too much jargon, but TCFD, new rules that will come in because like it or not, I think most people will understand that carbon is a bit like money and it will be money soon. It'll be one of the things that you're measured on. So you guys must be, I'm not saying playing catch up, but you must have to sort of keep up with policy to be able to make sure you're offering the right things for your clients. We are absolutely keeping a really close eye on what those changes look like and thinking, what can we do to do the right thing for members right now based on the information that we have? And I think what we're doing is is trying to get out ahead of it for, um, for our own operations, thinking about the premises that we have, our branches and our head office buildings. And thinking about really a sort of process of education for our stakeholders where yep. you know that can be patchy and so even for our colleagues you know we've introduced lots of sort of digital learning for colleagues yep. increasing things like events and webinars for colleagues just to increase their literacy around carbon and also um, offering things like sort of subsidies for uh, electric vehicles as well for colleagues. Let's talk about, before we talk about kind of Coventry and, and you know, I don't want to give away too much what you're going to talk about because that's our point. We want them to uh, pack in the halls to see you. But in terms of this kind of the way things are, are going with Green, I don't know if it's too harsh a statement to say, but do you think people are going to have to be green to get lending soon? That's going to be a prerequisite, whether it's businesses or, you know, even individuals, people will start to look Maybe not now, maybe not in five years, but definitely by the end of this decade, this will be kind of one of the lending categories. Look at how green is your home? What are you doing in terms of your business? All these things. And I know that some of them are not specifically for you as lending organization for individuals, but the idea that finance starts to look at its impact, one, and two, the people it's lending to their impact. I think it's essential that we sort of keep an eye on that, you know, understand where legislation's going and as individuals think about how we can get out ahead of that, ensure that homes are as energy efficient as possible. And we're very much thinking in the society about how we can continue to support members who do have products with us and understand yeah, as much as possible, you know, if those changes might affect them, how we can continue those relationships and continue to support them. Because obviously, you know, as a building society, you know, making sure we're helping people through difficult times in life and supporting vulnerable people is absolutely part of our ethos. And what we don't want to be is in a situation where people are become very disadvantaged. You, where you get an inequity because someone can afford to mm -hmm. pick in a charger and all of that and other people yes. can't. That's not the society I want to live in. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, your supply chain, briefly you've looked at it and you've tried to help them haven't you you know as a, this is another thing that big businesses like you affect loads of smaller businesses who are part of your supply chain and it, it can seem daunting for smaller businesses to think oh my god they're just going to come and they're going to hammer me because i haven't done this but i hope and i assume you're trying to be a bit more constructive in trying to 
help people reduce their emissions who are supplying to you? Absolutely. We've started an extensive programme of supplier engagement around carbon, really reaching out to the suppliers who are the biggest emitters when it comes to carbon. So we undertook last year quite a substantial exercise going through all the spend categories and the suppliers who we worked with. And needless to say, you know, some of our smaller and local businesses really are, you know, a tiny fraction of the overall carbon that we've got in the supply chain. So we're focusing a huge amount on carbon reduction action plans with some of those larger emitting suppliers and absolutely want to continue relationships with our local and small business. They are the lifeblood of our overall supply chain chain bringing very lean operations typically low carbon because they're local to us if they're servicing our branches the transportation is very very limited in terms of sort of vehicle traffic and they're often some of our most innovative organizations in the supply chain so over the last year we've increased the amount of money we spend with local firms from 12 to 16 percent of the total spend that's great and that's super important to maintain those relationships yes we do want to to support those organizations in terms of sort of education information that can help them remediate when it comes to thinking about energy efficiency but essentially our sort of target group of suppliers to help really move the dial when it comes to climate change are are the multinationals some of the larger firms what does Coventry mean to you as an organisation? Now, obviously, it's in your name. You're sponsoring the arena, which is obviously the place we're going to have the Big Zero show. But dare I say, how Coventry is the Coventry Building Society? It's a huge part of everything we do at the Society. For many of us, this is an important part of our kind of employee value proposition The Building Society allows us two days off each year to take part in voluntary activities in the city. And we've got many opportunities that we can get involved in. We work with nine partner schools in the city, several of which are extraordinarily sort of economically disadvantaged areas. And I volunteer myself on a program um, with some sixth formers providing sort of pre-employment skills. So things like CV writing workshops and interview practice to help some of the young people who are preparing to go to university or enter the workplace. So, so Coventry does matter mm. in the sense of the, the region. Matters. Massively, yeah. yeah. And, and our suppliers contribute to that too. Suppliers are offering us workplace visits so that some of those students can come out and find about the world of work. Yeah. Suppliers are helping us a lot on um, helping us plan our journey when it comes to diversity and inclusion. So for me, one of the things I'm proudest of is being able to kind of leverage the knowledge and resources of our suppliers to the benefit of the citizens of Coventry. We've got a real sort of, you know, I suppose there's a uniqueness, if I can use that word, around what Coventry has, which is why we're we, we believe it's the home for the Big Zero Show for the foreseeable future, the next five years for sure, because you've got all the automotive industry around Coventry. You've got the council, which is really pushing on a decarbonisation of public uh, transport. There you are as a big financial player there. You're trying to do things and you can see the mayor, Andy Street, who will be speaking at the Big Zero Show opening, actually. He's very vocal about what it is. Do you think that Coventry, you know, obviously was industrial heartland once, very powerful, then fell into decline for many, many years. Do you think Net Zero offers an opportunity for the area to sort of come back and become a, a strong focal point to something that, that to feel proud of, dare I say? 
Massively. I mean, we have such an enormous talent pool of people in Coventry, a really diverse and exciting city. And the fact that we've got Coventry and Warwickshire University so close by, that's just a huge sort of pipeline of sort of digital skills, which I think is absolutely where the city is sort of going to drive a lot of innovation in the whole decarbonisation agenda. It's understanding how improving digital access so we don't have so many excluded people digitally and thinking about how digital solutions can help drive energy efficiency and think of radically different ways of doing things in the future. I feel incredibly excited about the talent we have in that space in the city. Our delegates are coming from all over and, you know, generally they've been, from brutally honest, from the uh, sort of energy world. And I think they've been surprised to see you guys speaking, the Comedy Building Society and the other players we've got. Why did you want to be involved in the event? I was really, really keen to be able to tell our story, what we've been doing when it comes to climate change planning in the society, and really let everyone know that to be successful, you've got to bring stakeholders on that journey. For me, involving colleagues and suppliers and part of our community groups and telling our investors what we're doing is so important. It's not alone that we're able to understand the needs of the customers and then kind of get back to them with propositions. It's a real joint effort and any chance we have to sort of share that story, understand the learning of others, network, bring our teams along so they can share experiences is important. And it's that around the same time as we're launching the the opening of nominations for our 2023 supplier awards. And we really want to remind our suppliers that if they want to be award winners, that of course, we want great commercial solutions with great value. But thinking about carbon, thinking about their energy, thinking about how They're constantly thinking about innovation so they can become, you know, a clear net zero partner for us is one of the key criteria that will help them become award winners and partners of the future for us. Yeah, well, I mean, we're delighted you're there. And obviously, it's going to be the best event ever, isn't it? Come on. Absolutely. It's going to be incredible. (laughs) No, no, we're very excited. We're really looking forward to it. And I'm very grateful for you because I think this is the one thing that, you know, we're trying to break down the barriers and hopefully see it. People kind of thought, oh, well, net zero is about energy companies, yeah? And banking and finance is something else and, you know, people who manufacture something. But it's all of us. Yes. We've all got to come together to do this. Agreed. Absolutely. And I'm really excited about that. And I think the event is a wonderful way to bring in lots of those different voices all working towards the same goal. Well, you can't miss the session. It's going to be a cracker. I know that. Three o'clock on the 20th, Rebecca will be doing her chat and you'll be around for asking questions and networking with people. Yes, absolutely. Well, can't wait for it. Rebecca, thank you so much for a, coming along to speak, joining us today on the podcast, and I'll see you on June the 20th. See you then. Thank you. Help. Can I control energy costs for my business? How do I electrify my transport? Is cutting emissions hard? What is carbon negative? You'll get the answers to all these questions and more at the Big Zero Show on the 20th of June at the CBS Arena in Coventry. Register for your free ticket now. Big names. Big opportunities. BigZeroShow.com You've been listening to the Net Hero Podcast with Summit Bose from Future Net Zero. This is our platform for all things Net Zero. And if you or your business is doing great things on the path to net zero and want to be featured on the podcast, 
email nethero at futurenetzero.com. Follow us on social media. futurenetzero.com. Better business, better planet.